0: following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys
1: Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this, this is Talkin' Cowboys.
2: Streaming live. live from the Dallas Cowboys
1: World Headquarters
2: at the Star in Frisco.
3: Hand on Elliott. Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barrett, sacked by Lord. Prescott yeah. keeps it, yeah. and he bangs it into the Touchdown.
2: Welcome in the Talking Cowboys, live from the star in Frisco. Rob Phillips and myself are here for Cowboys Training Camp 2020, presented by American Airlines. And then we're welcomed in by two who have played the game at the highest level, our normal crew of Heckma Harrison and Isaiah Stanback, our resident Super Bowl champion. We are the Talking Cowboys crew as we get you set. For an hour worth of Dallas Cowboys coverage over training camp here in 2020. And really what is probably one of the more storyline-filled weeks of Cowboys offseason into preseason so far. We've got live game action, actual hitting, Rob, today's practice. And then, of course... Earl Thomas news to talk about as he is now a free agent. We'll get to all of that coming up in the next hour. But, Rob, uh, I mentioned the live practice and exactly what's been going on here at the Star as of late. Was there anything that really stood out to you
0: today before we get into some of the Earl Thomas talk? Well, I didn't get to see a whole lot because of the Earl Thomas talk. I was socially distanced in the hallway trying to listen to (laughs) Jerry Jones on the fan and figure out what the Cowboys want to do with ET. But you're right, they're, they're starting to ramp up a little bit and I believe they're just now getting through their installation period. Once you think about how compressed this camp is, you normally start installation, offense, defense in the spring. So they're trying to do that now, review it the next couple days, and then we've got what looks like a scrimmage on Sunday at at and Stadium and then we'll start to see more of the live stuff and really see these guys compete. It's getting exciting. It is getting exciting, and you're starting to see some of the hits. I know previously
2: on some talking Cowboys, Isaiah and Heckman, both of you mentioned how important it was for Leighton Van Der Esch to get that first hit after his neck injury. Well, he got it to <laughs> flatten, and flattened Tony Pollard on a run. Mm. It wasn't supposed to be a <laughs> – What it was as he laid the hammer on Tony Pollard. But uh, let's go into some of this Earl Thomas news. We'll get to plenty of practice – later on here in the show but Isaiah this is a former teammate of yours who's kind of going through some times in his career where it's a really a turning point of course he was in Seattle for the majority of the the start of his career that's where you two played together he was then traded over to Baltimore for uh what was a huge deal uh where he ended up signing with the Ravens and playing only a year there before he was cut earlier this week Uh, biggest question mark now is where does he go from here is he somebody the Cowboys could <clears throat> potentially go after? But I want to hear first count uh, of somebody who's played with you. Is it you want on your football team?
3: Absolutely. Uh, Earl Thomas and myself, we played together his rookie year, um, him and Cam Chancellor, actually, back when the Legion boom was, was nice and it was fire uh, back home in Seattle. Uh, but I played with him my rookie year, and I can tell you guys firsthand, this is one of the most competitive Hardworking, loyal, dedicated individuals that you guys can ever hope for to be on your team. Um, over these over these past few years, he's went through a lot, right? And I, I don't make excuses for anybody. But you take somebody, you think about the characteristics of somebody like that who who works hard, who gives everything to an organization, who, who who puts it all out there in terms of you know being great teammates and and loyal. And then all of a sudden, for Seattle to to kind of do them the way that he did them, he was hurt. Right, so you saw kind of his exit after he got hurt. Right, he was mad the whole middle finger thing. He was, he was, he was deeply hurt because he had he was fully committed to that organization and he didn't feel like they were committed to him. So then he leaves there. Right, um, he goes to a whole new team. Um, and he goes out there and he does what Earl does. Right, he balls out. Um, but then he has some issues obviously off the field. And, um, and, and then in terms of his latest thing, it sounds like it was almost an excuse just to get rid of him. That's what I'm, I'm, just, I'm just gonna be real with you. It sounds like it was almost an excuse just to get rid of him. We all don't know what was going on internally within that organization. Um, But I can tell you guys what this, it sounds like the Cowboys have a great opportunity to get one of the greatest players in the league for a discount double check. You heard it here first, discount double check. Earl's going to bring the fire. I can tell you guys, he's working his tail off at home. I I bet you he probably goes on the toilet with a helmet on. That's how serious his dude is about playing ball.
2: That's the line of the day. Nobody can top that one. Nope. We, we might as well just go ahead and cut it out. We might as well just end the show there because nothing can top what Isaiah just said. But, Hector, I, I, I kind of want to take something that Isaiah just said. He's one of the greatest defensive players in the league right now. Is that still true? Is this still the same player that we were, at least as Cowboys fans, were, were looking at last year as a guy who is an instant game changer on the defensive side of the football? Man, I'm gonna start off what I have to say with saying, "E.T. Phone home. We
4: need you." It's it's not even a question of what Earl Thomas brings to this team. If you just go, if you've ever been in a a meeting room and you're looking at the depth chart and you have guys lined up, a 70% of Earl Thomas gives you more than what you have right now, and that's not a diss to these other guys. You're looking at the NFL All Decade, an NFL All Decade guy, a guy that has 30 interceptions what he's going to bring to the cowboys please bring to the cowboys (laughs) is going to be a guy that we've heard this word hybrid interchangeable is another word that we're going to add to the the words of 2020 he gives you all that you can play him anywhere if you think about what we had with chris richard last year and that's why it made it so attractive because we played cover three the majority of the time but look most nfl teams they show you cover two And they play cover three. That's what they want to do anyway. And this is a guy that you can disguise all of your looks. And I have to say this as well. If you sign Earl Thomas, what that's going to do is nullify the injury to Gerald McCoy because of all the things that you can do on the back half of your defense. That is just something that we have to look at as a team because he's going to make us that much better.
0: Rob, do you agree? uh, Well, what Isaiah said about. Being a great teammate—that's really good to hear because I think the biggest question people were asking, maybe the Cowboys are asking too, is—is is how the locker room would fit with Earl coming in because of what happened in Baltimore and because the reports are the players decided, players were part of that discussion that uh, you know he needed to move on. So yeah. you know, but but we've got a player, a former player right here that says he's a great teammate. I think that's important yeah. to, to factor in, and you know, the Cowboys have done their homework on Earl Thomas before. I mean, he was a free agent a year ago. There was trade speculation before that. Chris Richard, as Heck mentioned, been here for two years. They have an idea of what kind of player and what kind of person he is. We all know what kind of player he is for sure on the field. And, I, you know, what Jerry said on the fan not closing the door, it leads me to believe there's still some discussion going on internally on uh, what kind of fit it would be on the field, off the field. And the other thing about it, too, is what, I don't think it makes good business sense to come out and say on on, on public radio, no. hey, we're not interested in somebody. <laughs> you always keep your options open. They're in the middle of padded practices at training camp. Even if you're maybe leaning in, in the other direction, guys can get hurt, things can happen, and, and your 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 needs can definitely change on a dime. So I think we just all have to stay tuned on this one.
3: And, and Rob, I mean, if, got... before, before Kyle comes in, I know he's about to come in on us, but I want to just ask this question. As if we were all playing GM, let's all play GM, all right? If you have some if you have money, first of all, which we now have, right? Because McCoy's gone, right? And we had the injury waiver, so there's money there. And you have one of the best players, not even it's not even a question in the league, right? And you have him available at a position that you're trying to fit somebody into. Why would you not take this opportunity when he's only had one stop where he had an issue? with somebody and that's obviously with the Ravens, right? Right, right. Why would you not? You you make a go ahead, heck it's not even a question. <laughs> it, it's not. I, I don't.
4: I, I really don't. I don't understand where people are coming from when they say that. Oh, this guy had. He's a problem in your locker room. Maybe he was a problem for the Ravens. I don't know what their culture is like. Yeah. And I know I, I respect the heck out of uh, Ozzie Smith. Uh, Ozzie, all of Newsom. those guys in Newsom. Excuse me, Ozzie Newsom in in Baltimore. I think he's one of the greatest of yes. his of his yes. time. But you have to understand that sometimes when a guy wants out of a situation, he may do everything in his power to try and get out of that situation. Hey, I've been in some bad relationships where I've done a lot of things to get out and I'm making your idea (laughs) and the Baltimore Ravens just made, hey, we got to get rid of you. We have to get you out of town, and, and it doesn't look good as far as the aesthetics of it to to hear the leadership council went to management to say that we have to get rid of this guy because he's toxic in the locker room, but I'm not going to use that as an indictment on a 10-year veteran who has played at the highest level. His, look his entire at one, career. His entire <laughs> career, and then, you, and then you factor in the fact that you, you have a team right now that is still a relatively young team, and he has... 13 playoff games under his belt. Mm-hmm. That's that's a that's 10 more than Dak and that's eight more, six more than Haha ha has. And and this is a veteran guy. That tells you the kind of experience that he has. It's going to help you later in the system and deep into that playoff run. I'm claiming and, and, it. And, and I tell you he's the guy for it. And heck, how many Super Bowl rings do we have on that side of the ball? Oh my God. Not, nada. (laughs) Zero. (laughs) We don't have nothing on that side of the ball. Okay, I'm just (laughs) just, just, just wondering if that provided
3: any value there. I'm just (laughs) just wondering.
2: Zero. Zero. (laughs) One of the biggest things to me whenever it comes to the Earl Thomas signing is whether or not he fits football-wise. Does he really fit what the Cowboys want to do? I know, understandingly, uh, you, we're getting it from a former teammate. He's saying that he is good in the locker room. But just like Jerry said in his interview with 105.3, the fan today was, this is something that the, it has to go with what we're doing. It has to go with exactly
0: what we have <laughs> at safety. That's well, what it has yeah. to go with. It do does, think... but Mike, Mike McCarthy kind of answered that question indirectly when he said the other day that, that the safeties are interchangeable. Yeah. So if that's the case, he can play anywhere, and I think we know he can play anywhere anyway. You guys make a compelling case. I mean, I'm just saying what, what the reports are out of Baltimore. I don't know Earl Thomas at all. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that's what's out there. But, yeah. you know, from a perspective of what this defense needs, they need takeaways. He can do that. He's got 30 career interceptions the other thing is, too, that jumped out at me, and, and Jerry didn't speak to this, but Jerry's got a long memory, right? 92, they needed one more piece yep. to win the Super Bowl, and it was, Bowl. Char- it was Charles Haley. It was one missing piece, and, and the Cowboys are built. They have built this team to win now. You do me not too. hire Mike McCarthy if you don't think you're close. You would hire a younger coach and try to rebuild. So I wonder how much yeah. is that is the thinking. Like, are we really just one piece away defensively from, from getting this thing done?
3: Hey, Rob, hey, Rob. Rob, yeah, hold on. hey, hey let me ask you this quick question. Sure, go ahead. If Coming off of the domestic violence stuff that Earl has, right, there's no question. Going back into a locker room setting, understanding what you just came off of, you're going to get clowned. You're gonna get clown, right? The, we all know the situation. We don't have to dive into it. You're gonna people are gonna talk about you, They're gonna laugh about you. Every little joke's gonna be about you. When you're in practice, you're gonna it's gonna get heated. And let me let me just in case people don't know, there is a fight every single day in training camp at every training camp. You guys don't hear about it, if you guys don't see it, but somebody's getting their helmet taken off and somebody's getting punched every day. Okay, so if that happens. So that's why I said it's kind of a scapegoat. So I don't know what's going on in the locker room, but what I do know is. Earl Thomas, as we look at our secondary that we have right now, he would be the only name that you would need to know. Every time you come to the secondary, you need to know where he's at on the field. As we stand right now, there's nobody that's that threatening in the secondary that you have to know where they're at. As a defense, as an offensive player, as as a quarterback, when you step up to the line of scrimmage, you better identify where the heck Earl Thomas is at, and that's what he provides to this team.
4: And, and the other no. part about what Earl Thomas pr- provides, if you look at your, you look at your rookie, digs, and let's just say the Cowboys coaching staff is saying, win, lose, a draw, he's going to be our first-day guy. Earl Thomas behind Diggs, oh, my God, it gives that rookie just the opportunity to trust his eyes on everything that's in front of him because Earl Thomas would have his whole back. This is a, a, a situation where if you bring Earl Thomas, the air that that puts you in in the NFL, I mean, uh, the San Francisco 49ers, the other, other, like the Tampa Bay defenses, Dallas would be right there as far as championship-level defenses on paper. All I'm saying is that it – to me, it sounds like the Cowboys are in a win-win situation with a guy who's already gonna get ten million dollars from another team uh, of as far as their cap it. And so his bank account is on Charlie Weiss. You gotta sign him. That's that's Discount it's, double
0: check. It's Heck, you, you do bring up the financial component of it though, and we don't know you know how much money the Ravens are gonna get from him based on yeah. you know there's gonna be a grievance probably. And they're going to try to say it was violation of team rules or whatever, and try. So it may change what he wants from the team. However, I will say this: if this is the place he's always wanted to be, running up to Jason Garrett and said, "Come get me," come on, then bro. he's, you know, if he comes here, then he's going to do what I would imagine, whatever he needs to do to, to, hey, to fit in. Rob, here. So discount,
3: so double check. I can tell yeah. you when Earl's happy, right? Earl was a leader of that. When you guys talk about the Legion of Boom, who do you think headed that up? We yeah. hear we, we hear about Richard Sherman all the time, but seeing this internally, these guys were Kim, Cam Chancellor, Richard Sherman, right? Browner, all those guys. Earl would be the one that would call those guys together and say, "Hey, we're going here to work out." Earl would be the one that say, "Hey, come over and let's go we'll watch some film in my house." That was Earl. Yeah. So that's why you saw him so angry when he left Seattle and how he left because he did a he did that. He was the founding father of that of the Legion of Boom. So to, to, I'm just saying it right here. If they miss on this. They will regret it. They will regret it because that is the only missing piece. They have a great defensive line. They have a great linebacker core. They need somebody who's an absolute dog in the secondary, and that's why we talk about it so much because we don't have a dog in the secondary.
2: Whether it was Jamal Adams or now Earl Thomas, it's it's been a topic of conversation. But Isaiah, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not sold yet. I'm not. On Earl Thomas, on the acquisition. I want to What's know. What's right wrong with you, Kyle? I want Kyle, to know more information. Okay? I do. I really do. I want to know exactly what went on in Baltimore to the point where it's not <clears> worth the risk anymore to me because you've got momentum right now. Even though the secondary, of course, you brought in a guy, you brought in a veteran and haha Clinton Dick. So we're going to talk about him coming up here in this next segment. But seemingly there's some discontent there already. Would it just. Explode that discontent. That's my question. Would that be something that could be a troublesome move later on if you bring in an explosive guy like uh, Earl Thomas?
3: Hey, hey, Kyle. Let me let me let me let me do this. There's, a, there's been there's been a, there's been a lot of attention on Ha Ha Clinton Dix. He's a good pickup. No disrespect. He's a he's a good player. He's a good player. We're talking about great player, right? So we're asking a good player in HaHa Clinton Dix to. To take the throne of being great and to be this magnificent leader, all of a sudden of all these young guys that are he's surrounded around. Now okay. you take somebody like Earl, who's already done this before. Okay. Right? Name another secondary that's been called Legion of Boom or anything of that of in that category. Right? Mm-hmm. He helped. Cre- he created that. So, you take somebody who has taken leadership in that regard before and brought a whole youth, a whole young group together before and made them super duper effective within the system they're working in. Oh, and by the way, you give him already a veteran safety to play alongside him.
2: What, what are yeah. we even talking about? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Thomas can well, actually. he is going
0: to. I think is Thomas be wearing can, a yellow jacket one day, a gold jacket. Exactly. Yes, he that's will, the will be. But he will.
2: Here's my question back to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be worth the risk, what makes him so special to get to that point? Mm-hmm. Because I'm not sold he's the same player that was the Legion of Boom mm-hmm. that was back in Seattle. He went to the Pro Bowl mm-hmm. last year. What did he do last year? What did he do last so year? So did count? Jalen Smith, uh, and, and
3: we all agreed that that probably
4: wasn't we'll that. The,
2: the best
3: thing. Man, they're
4: not handing out free tickets to Hawaii. I know they're not going to Hawaii anymore. This Pro Bowl is not just a.
3: They don't uh, take a raffle ticket and give those to guys. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. If you you disregard Earl Thomas's Pro Bowl, then you better disregard Jalen Thomas. I mean, Jalen Smith's uh, Pro Bowl. You better just throw that out the window.
4: That's how – I appreciate
3: I love this debate. Kyle, listen. Right now, right now on the defense, I can tell you. If Earl Thomas walked on this team right now, however it will go down, mm-hmm. he will be the most feared player
2: on this defense right now. Right now, most feared over Tank Lawrence, Everson Griffin, Leighton Vander Esch.
3: Absolutely. I mean, you know why? Because you could chip on those say guys. Over you could chip on those guys. I could put an extra tight end right there, and I could chip on those guys, and I could, I could yeah. affect, their, I can, I can, I can have an effect over how, how productive they are. Earl is sitting back there looking at you, running around. I guarantee you Earl still runs a 4-4. Guarantee you, at the very least. He used to run a 4-3. I bet you if he fell off, ah, he runs a 4-4 now. And guess what? He's going to run around, sideline to sideline, and he's going to hit you in your chest cavity without any regard of his body. (laughs)
4: You need that. And you need that on your team. We want that on our team because Earl Thomas is a Scud missile from the free safety position. And you don't have that right now. No, if you we're don't. talking about comparing apples to apples or orange, however you want to put it. Earl Thomas is not none of that. He is in a whole nother category. And so if we say, mm-hmm. oh, Father Time, which is undefeated, has caught up with Earl Thomas and nope. he isn't what he was when he got started in the NFL. Well, even at 70%, Kyle, mm. he's better than what we have. And you cannot disregard that. Don't talk yourself out of it. Don't mm. let nobody trick us out of our spot right talk now. Talk to Kyle. him, heck. I talk need to him. you on board with this. Co sign it, dog. Don't do this. Talk to him, heck. So,
3: you, <laughs> so, so if, I, if, if I hear this right, Robin and, and, and heck, and, and uh, obviously Kyle, a rusty and washed up Earl Thomas can still make the Pro Bowl. Is that
0: what I'm hearing? He still made the Pro Bowl. Still, yeah. He did. And he he had, and, you know, PFF and the Metrics guys said he had Mm -hmm. a good year still. Uh, How how many many safeties go? I know, Rob, I know you know. How many safeties go to the Pro Bowl? Just a couple, right? Yeah, it's not a lot. Yeah. Okay. Isaiah's just going to let that one sit for a little bit, simmer a little I, bit. Let that I marinate. See, I see exactly what you guys are
2: doing here. You're teaming up on me. But I, here, how about you need, it. I, you, you need it. You need You deserve it. No, 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 no. You got to learn. You got to learn. Don't you stick in your lane, Don't you do it. <laughs> Take for you to say yes, number-wise, and what would be that oh, that definitive five million for a contract.
0: I have I mean, no idea. I mean, I think Isaiah made a good point in terms of they have space. And I and look the the Tyron Smith restructure. I think that was more of a coincidence. It happened to be the same the same day. Yeah, yeah. I guess that he got cut from Baltimore that they restructured Tyron Smith here. But that does create more space. I, I think they are looking toward twenty twenty one and the potential of having to, to franchise Dak possibly at thirty eight million. But they do have cap space to do something. Um, I look. I mean. These guys, Isaiah has swayed me, I I feel like, in terms of (laughs) of what he can bring on the field. And the other thing, if you just look at this big picture, and we'll see what happens here. Obviously, they have not reached out to him yet. But Everson Griffin was just sitting out there. CeeDee Lamb was just sitting there at 17 in April. Mm -hmm. It's like the stars are just aligning for the D.L. Cowboys, man. It's crazy. It's crazy.
2: And, and Stephen even said in an interview last week where he, he was referring to the Everson Griffin signing, and he said, we look at player acquisition to be 365 days a year. However, we didn't talk about Everson Griffin until after it was done. There was no lead up. There was really no look into Everson Griffin. Sure, Cowboys fans wanted him but you didn't hear the you didn't see the smoke where the fire was coming from you didn't hear that from cowboy's camp until it was done so the fact that they're laying low and the fact that Jerry says hey the door's not closed on Earl Thomas yet doesn't mean it's happening But it doesn't mean it won't happen at the same time. And just a reminder for all of you out there, safeties, at least across the board, average in the NFL, make the second least amount of money in their contracts, only trailing tight ends. And that may even change because you see the contracts of Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and a couple more to come. So safeties, ultimately, could be pretty cheap on the open market. And whenever you have a guy like Earl Thomas there, may end up potentially being that enticing for the cowboys to make a signing but when we come back we'll talk more about this safety group because did haha clinton Dix lose his starting spot even without the signing of earl thomas we'll talk about that and debate it next here on talking cowboys since
1: 1865 stetson hats are american made with pride right here in texas and stetson is proud to be on the field with america's team want to show your texas and team pride too you can by purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self respecting cowboys and your favorite football
2: team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at
5: Stetson.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys?
1: just Back to talking cowboys.
4: Uh oh. Okay, it looks like it looks like we have uh, lost Kyle, and we're gonna try to get we're gonna get through this, guys, because. Kyle Yeomans is in the studio, and he's supposed to have the best Wi-Fi in the world, but he mm-hmm. is the one guy that cannot find the connection. Well, guys, in this segment, we, <laughs> we had talked about doing a stock up and stock down, and we started this, what what do you think, uh, Rob, maybe 10 or so episodes ago where we were saying uh, who's guys, what guy's stock would be up at this point or down at this point? Yep. And so a couple of the names, and one of the names we're gonna, we're gonna throw out uh, is, is Stock Up, Stock Down on haha Clinton Clinton And Rob, I'll start with you.
0: Well, if Earl Thomas is on his way to town at some point, definitely <laughs> down, right? Um, and that now, and, and there's obviously, there's restrictions on what we can say about practice. Obviously, Darian Thompson yeah. though, is off to a really good start in training camp, and he's part of that rotation. Mike McCarthy was very complimentary of what he's been able to do, and, and really that, Thompson, that goes back to when Jason Garrett was head coach. He, he told us, you know, he's a really sharp safety in terms of getting guys lined up and making sound decisions back there. I'm, I'm surprised about HaHa a little bit early just because of his history with McCarthy. Um, but so, yeah, I would say down a little bit right now just because the Cowboys are at least exploring options at the safety position. And I think Xavier Woods' spot is at free safety is secure.
3: Isaiah? I'm going to go ahead and say stock down a little bit as well um, for a couple of reasons. The the fact that you're you're hearing some of these younger guys, um, you know, kind of get in the rotation. But at the same time, he's a vet. Right. And you want to always take care of your vets. Uh, you you know, physically. So you want to make sure that they take some reps off, especially with there not being any preseason games to go out there um, and, and kind of get a get a get a sense of what's going on. So you kind of want to give those guys a breather. So I don't want to put too much weight on what's going on in terms of his the rotation at practice. If Earl does show up, I don't see that as a too much of a stock down either. Um, Rob, I, I do see that more as a complimentary uh, position there, I think you, I think you automatically have two veterans in there that would that would play really well off of each other. Um, and, and one thing, and it, it, it it's not one position is going to be asked to do more than the other in that regard. Uh, they would just be a compliment to each other. So um, I think his stock is down right now just because nobody can see him play and nobody can see him practice. And you're hearing all you're hearing is the rotations going through. But overall, he's a vet. I think he'll be perfectly fine. If anything, these young guys are going to bring that competitive aspect back out of him as a veteran.
0: You know, he Isaiah, you bring up a great point because I'll say from watching in practice, I haven't seen HaHa struggle really yeah. necessarily at all. And, and there are a lot of rotations going on right now. I mean, I've, we've seen a lot of change at, at the defensive line, offensive line. I saw Blake Jarwin at one point working with, with backups, and then he's right back in. They're getting a look at a lot of different yeah. guys. So I mean, I mean, that's a have great to, point.
3: And, and like, the thing about it, we don't have preseason. Hey, we don't have the preseason, right? So if you don't have preseason games and you can't see what guys look like in different situations, the only thing that you have is practice. So you got to cycle guys through to see how they're going to respond. you got to see how guys are going to react to different situations and all those things. So not, not stressing at all.
4: Yeah. Chris, you got to mute your mic. He did it. He did it. He did it. He did it. <laughs> hey, we're, we're hearing everything double time. But I would say, for me, stock up on haha and the reason I say that is because we haven't had any preseason games look because of COVID-19 it has presented a a, a different layer uh, for how you evaluate players and I just feel as though that experience that haha has is valuable uh, to this team when we look at Worley at the veteran uh, cornerback Everyone is talking about the value add that he brings with his experience. I think HaHa brings that as well. And I think you want to evaluate all of these guys because you don't have any preseason games. So letting Thompson run with the ones, I believe that is smart. But at the same time, I don't think that because of that, that says that, you know, this guy is no good.
0: Agreed. Mike Mike Mm -hmm. McCarthy, if there's anyone that knows what he has in that particular player, it's Mike McCarthy. Yep.
4: Now I did hear we had Kyle
3: back, but I don't hear him. Do you
4: guys I don't, hear Kyle? I don't here? see him or
0: hear him.
3: You know you know why Kyle fell off his internet? Because the football gods were so disrespected <laughs> by what he That's said right. earlier in the show about Earl that Freeze. they just they just canceled his whole internet over Freeze. there at the star.
0: <laughs> and I'm not sure he even meant it either, yeah. You know? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, but um, but yeah, no, I mean, in terms of ha-ha guys, I think he'll be perfectly fine. So I said stock down, but I'm going to say flat line because you don't need your vets to having a bunch of reps at practice. You know what they're going to be capable of doing when, when week one shows up.
4: Now the next player that we had on stock up, stock down, and – you would you would probably say that his stock is down because C.D. Lamb is putting on a show every day. Everything I hear on Twitter from what the rookie is doing is, oh my God, he uh, he did a somersault and caught the ball. And, and Amari Cooper, Amar, Amari Cooper is also seeming is is in in form uh, in camp as well. But Michael Gallup, would you say Michael Gallup is a stock up? Or is he a
3: stock down guy? Isaiah, you're the resident wide receiver, so we'll start with you. I think Gallup's stock is up. I mean, why wouldn't it be? I mean, he has two other guys to play off of. Um, I don't think there's any question that he's still probably number two out there. So, I mean, he he still has the speed as far as as, far as I'm concerned, as far as I I've, I've know about him right now. I haven't been able to see practice, but I don't see a reason why his stock would be down right now. If anything, he's going to have more one-on-one opportunities going into the season. If CDs, anything like, I'm, like the reports are stating, then somebody's going to have to cover him. They're going to have to bring a, a number three in to cover him, whether he's in a slot or outside, somebody that's respectable is going to have to cover this dude, and what does that lead gallop at? Uh, you can talk about all these other receivers, Coop and, um, and CD all you want to. Give me your third guy. I'll take your third guy all day long. He's going to blow right by him.
0: Absolutely. Rob? Stock up. Stock up. Yeah, but yeah CD's gotten all the headlines, and look, rightfully so. Amari has just been... I think with Amari, Amari is just Amari. You expect it from him, and he's, he's not outspoken, but he just gets the job done. But Gallup's made his share of plays, too. Dak had a beautiful back shoulder throw to him for a touchdown yesterday. I think he's arguably the most explosive wide receiver they have, You know, getting to top speed and, and separating from, from DBs. He's been productive. And the other thing, Adam Henry, wide receivers coach, spoke about it the other day with us. Those top three guys have really started to bond. They, you know, Amari has said... He's an open book for CD, and I think it goes the same with Gallup. I think those three are really building their chemistry. And the only thing Gallup needs to, for me is just cut down on some of those drops last year. He had some of those drops that he blamed himself for. If he can do that, he's, the sky's the limit for him. I think he's really got a chance to be a Pro Bowl receiver. It just comes down to the amount of, of, of touches you can get in this offense.
4: Yeah, Michael Gallup has got to be tickled with that rookie, with the signing of CeeDee Lamb and knowing the kind of dog that he has in Amari Cooper, the word is getting out to the rest of the NFL what CeeDee Lamb is doing in camp. And all that does is that make de- that's gonna make defenses the heightened sense of awareness of where these yep. two guys are, 19 and 88. Maybe, just maybe, people are gonna say, oh, Michael Gallup, we can leave you one-on-one with one of our <laughs> slot guys. And that's where <laughs> Michael Gallup starts to eat. So all of the talking and and he wants to probably stay as quiet as he possibly can but the rest of the nfl not knowing schematically how the the cowboys are going to line up i'm saying i'm saying stock up uh for michael gallup but as far as our next player and i think this is very interesting because as far as this this uh the the cornerback group Everyone is hearing the word on Awuzie in some of these plays that he's making uh, in camp. Rob, I, I, you had a write-up about him uh, about Awuzie. Stock up, stock down on Cheeto.
0: Stock up, stock up. He has been, you know, I think the, the most encouraging thing about practice so far for me beyond the defensive line is you see different DBs step up every single day. You know, it's been Anthony Brown some days. Darrell Worley has been productive pretty much every day, it seems like. And, and Cheeto's right in that mix, too. Now, I, I think he was limited today in practice. Didn't do much after what appeared to be kind of straining his leg uh, in practice yesterday. But he was flying around before that. Had a, had a leaping interception in team drills on, on Dak uh, in a two-minute situation where the offense needed a field goal to go win the game. He's been like that throughout camp. He's been competitive against these top receivers. And I asked Mike Nolan, new defensive coordinator, about it a couple days ago, and he said, look, they like their numbers there. And, And the fact we just mentioned Gallup, going against these wide receivers day to day is going to make all the DBs better. And I think Cheeto's been really good so far.
2: Rob, I'm back, by the way, and I want to kind of go off of the point that you just made because that was something I was really thinking about today, was you see the growth in Trayvon Diggs. You see the growth in Anthony Brown and what he's able to do with the, the DBs and in the slot. But I really think ultimately it's it's super encouraging to see Gallup and Amari and, and CeeDee Lamb have the success that they do because every time they make a spectacular grab you know those defensive backs are learning. You know those safeties are learning to come across and find a way to give you that help over the top. I think overall that's a a super encouraging thing. And Isaiah, I know you could probably play to this as a wide receiver who's been through training camp. Was there any give and take from the offensive side to the defensive side whenever there were plays like that?
3: Heck yeah! We got into it all the time. I mean, you got to remember we we had Roy Williams, we had Terrell Owens. Um, At the same time we had Pac-Man Jones, uh, Terrence Newman, Orlando Scandrick, Mike Jenkins, you know, so we had a very uh, mouthy group, should I say. And, you know, it was always back and forth, you know, and you might during one-on-ones, especially even pre-practice, right? Somebody make a grab, you know, a guy start wolfing, you know, T.O. talking to Pac-Man talking about, come back to the line of scrimmage. Now, let's go right now. You know, so you get that back and forth and and it's um, it's highly competitive, but it's so productive. It's so productive because what better setting to have the highest level of competition than in practice, right? Then in practice. That's why the more stacked up your 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 roster is the more the more depth that you have at each position, the better the opposing side of the ball gets because they get better every single rep. There's not such a drop off in talent. Right. So when I take this, when I take these skill sets and this practice and I go to the game. Guess what? I've already been facing the best that there is. Right. Or something equivalent to it. Right. So I'm prepared, especially when there's no preseason. Right? So these guys are going to be in there battling every single day. Woozie uh, and all those other guys, it's, it's, it has to be the most highly competitive group in the, on our team. It has to be. Right? Because there's so many unknowns. So these guys are out there not only competing because of the, uh, the guys on the other side of the ball in terms of Cooper and C.D. and Gallup, but also because of the fact of, guess what? We, we have a lot of depth. And if I want to play, i got to show something every single day because I don't have a preseason to go out there and show that I can ball. i got to show it in his practice reps.
0: And by the way, Trayvon Diggs, that was his best practice at camp so far. Oh, 100 was He was everywhere today. Yeah, he had a couple
2: PBUs, was in great position it. really all the way through, looked comfortable in zone for the first time. I, I think yesterday was really the first practice that I, I looked at him and said, okay, he looks comfortable. He looks like his footwork's there, his, his decision-making's there, finally kind of finding a groove for the rookie out of Alabama second-round pick. Now – you, you talk about sink or swim. We kind of saw that last year whenever it was Tony Pollard thrown into the mix with no Ezekiel Elliott at training camp. He's our next uh, stock up, stock down, because I, I want to hear what you guys have to think about Tony Pollard, because seemingly from what we've heard from Kellen Moore, from this offensive staff, from Skip Pete and, and really the, the entire coaching staff is they want to get Tony Pollard involved, not as a backup running back, But as an added weapon, Rob, we'll start with you. Stock up, stock down for Tony Pollard through camp so far.
0: Stock up. I mean, I think, you know, I think they have an opportunity and they probably, they should, not probably, they should get him more involved. I think there's a way to get Zeke and Pollard involved, sometimes together, sometimes spelling Zeke, because we talk about versatility on defense Tony Pollard can give you a little bit of everything on offense too, and, and Zeke's trying to do the same thing. And Zeke has proven he can do it in terms of a pass catcher, a blocker, complete back. Pollard gives Kellen Moore so many different options as a complement to Elliott, and I, I think we've seen it in practice. He's explosive. I think he has a better grasp on the offense than he did last season. Um, but you know, I, I always when we talk about Tony Pollard, I always go back to what Isaiah said. There's just there's certain guys that have so much talent, yeah. but you, you gotta find a role. You gotta find certain snaps, and I think the the biggest thing that will help him is if they're just a better overall team, and they build leads, and they give more opportunities for him to get in the game, because I think they were in a lot of situations last year where they were in trailing and trying to make, make things up in the scoreboard.
3: Yeah, Rob, so Ezekiel Elliott is no longer a spring chicken, all right, I'll put it that way. Uh, he he we need to take some reps off of him, right? You wanna preserve your number one running back. And I want everybody to think back to when the Saints were absolutely bawling out. They had two dogs back there, one by the name of Mark Ingram, one by the name of Alvin Kamara. And they had two totally different styles of play, right? And it really reminds me of those guys in terms of what the, these guys have now here in Dallas, um, what availability they have to them right now in the form of Ezekiel Elliott, right? And Tony Pollard, you got a guy who's going to be your every down back, who's he knows always going to fall forward, right? He's not necessarily going to run away from guys all the time, but he's going to give him, he's going to give him the hammer. He's going to give our first down. He's going to give us our first and second down efficiency. And then guess what? Then you bring in your curveball, right? And all of a sudden you got this dude named Pollard who can obviously be your third down back. He can swing out. He can run routes one-on-one on linebackers because you're going to have one-on-one because you can't play zone with these three receivers that you have out there. Plus, you got this dude named Jarwin that can kind of run a little bit fast, too, for his position. So you're going to have man coverage from the running back position. And how many linebackers can really cover running backs? Mm, not that many. So they're going to include him as much as possible. As we talked about in the past on this show, Zeke will get his screenplays but Pollard is going to get worked in there. I think it's not only smart schematically but it's also smart in terms of persevering uh, in terms of preserving Ezekiel Elliott as you, as you want him to be on your team for the next six, seven years.
4: Now, Kyle, you wrote a great article about Tony Pollard and him just basically pointing out that he's in a better mental space uh, Mm -hmm. coming coming into two a day simply because he's more aware of what's being asked of him. It sounded like to me, just cutting to the chase, I know my plays now, (laughs) you know, and and as a rookie, those are the those are some of the things that these guys struggle with. It's just learning the playbook. And you saw that from Tony Pollard. It's just some of those plays. It looked like he was out there and he was clueless as to what to do. Guys, I'm on the other end of this and this is stock down. And and I'm saying stock down because I don't. Yes, exactly. I'm saying it because I don't want any rep that is taken away from Ezekiel Elliott is a bad rep. In my, in my opinion, mm. I, believe he's a, I believe he's a generational uh, talent. I believe he's the kind of guy that once he gets going and he's e- eating, you don't want to stop that train. And so I just feel as though the Cowboys have so many weapons. You have to fit Tony Pollard into it. But I don't think you get Zeke out of rhythm just so that Tony Pollard could get a rep. Now, Isaiah, look, I have my Ph.D. in mm. barbershop debate. So mm. you ready to do this? Well, I'm, do ready it. It. I'm, ready I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Just, See, um, I'm not sure. You know.
3: Heck, I, I know you're. I know you're. A, um, you know, a football-minded individual. But there's I this have. thing that they, that they call the split back. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. There's a thing that they call the split back, and that's where you have two running backs in a game at one time. So if there's one running back that happens to be, as you say, eating, um, there's an opportunity for you to now bring the second running back in and go with split backs, right? And then when you go split backs, you may take Jarwin out, and then you still leave Ceedee Lamb. Gallup, and Cooper in the game. So now you have your top three receiving individuals and your top two runners in the game at the same time with a guy named Dak Prescott wearing number four at quarterback. So that's five weapons out there that defense really doesn't want to face. So you don't have to take Zeke out of it. You can just simply add Pollard in there to be a complimentary player. Now, I'll go with that. Anytime you're talking about complimentary
4: to Ezekiel Elliott, I'm all about it. All I'm saying is that this year, it seems like all of the stars have a line for Ezekiel Elliott to finally... I finally will have another solid breakout year. and I'm talking about 15 1600 yards mm-hmm. is what I'm looking for. Yes. Mm-hmm. I said it. I'm mm-hmm. telling you I'm Heck expecting well. that from him behind this offensive line. What I said it. What you I said it. do. Yeah. I'm here
2: for it. You and I you and I agree on a lot of things and this is not one of those things. <gasps> okay. even a little bit. It's okay. You're talking Talk about, You're talking about stars aligning for Ezekiel Elliott to be uh-huh. a featured back and have 15 or 1600 yards? No! I said it. The Talk stars him, are God. aligning so Ezekiel Elliott doesn't have to be the featured uh, part uh, of this uh, offense. He can be a, a, a key cog. He doesn't have to be the uh-huh. featured cog. He can be his uh-huh. own person, and he can be his own weapon along with Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, <laughs> and so on and so forth. <laughs> I him, completely cow. disagree with you, and I love you, Heckman. We're good. I always take Oh, yes, church, but you Kyle. are over. Yes, you know <laughs> this hey, one thousand
3: percent. <laughs> I am not. So, so, Kyle. So, Kyle, what you are telling okay. me is? You would rather have a eleven 1, hundred a 1, thousand yard eleven 1, hundred yard Ezekiel Elliott with four to five hundred yards in the playoffs, leading up all the way through the Super Bowl, than a sixteen hundred yard Ezekiel Elliott that gets out in the first round. Is that what you're telling 100%. me? One
2: hundred percent. Let's win a Super Bowl. I don't care. About he's that not that. built like
4: that. He's not. He's not built like that. And the other part about it is what? Ezekiel. Ezekiel he's, he's no. He's built for this sixteen hundred yards. So you're saying eleven 1, hundred yards and receiving And then five hundred more. No, no, five hundred no, more I'm through t- the playoffs. And, and, and and you put on top of that the fact that he was underutilized in the passing game last year. Yes, Ezekiel yeah. Elliott is an asset that you have to use. Man, all of the, the, the NFL, the Wait. NFL, the NFL. You can have five, all the receivers for a thousand yards you want, and you'll be at home if you have a running game and you can milk that clock. Look, man, if you have a defense that you can run out there and get and, and create turnovers. There's no way you don't say Ezekiel Elliott is our bell cow running back, and yes. we're gonna ride him all the way to Tampa. I said it,
3: anything that takes question. the ball out of Ezekiel Elliott's hands, I'm not with it. Question, question, um, fellers, um, how many uh, 1,500 yard running backs have the Patriots had during their during their run? You talking I don't know. About maybe
0: did did court? Maybe Corey you, Dillon did it. How long ago was that? Uh like 15 years ago? <laughs> oh, okay. So you're now saying that
3: you don't have to have a 1,500-yard running back in order to be successful in this league no, as an organization? I'm not saying
4: what? that that is a, one, that's a prerequisite to winning a championship. Oh, no, i not. Obviously, Kansas City doesn't have a 1,500-yard rusher as well, but they don't have Ezekiel Elliott. So let's not, let's not put Perch Zeke up as though
3: he's not the man that he is. No, no, we're not, not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not saying that. We're saying that you don't have to place those demands on him because he has help. He, oh, has, no. help. So he, he has help. So if he has help, why would you not distribute that amongst everybody so that everybody's healthier throughout the year, leading you all the way up through a Super Bowl, hopefully. I'm riding so, yeah.
4: Zeke to Tampa. Man, he going to have no kneecaps next
2: Tampa. year. <laughs> 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 the thing about this. <laughs> Here's here's the thing about this debate. It's it's a it, this is exactly what coaches dream about. This is what offensive coaches dream about is having a debate on. Oh my gosh, which weapons do we use? Oh, we we wow. have so many guys that could potentially go fifteen hundred yards or take us to a Super Bowl if they're healthy. Uh, that's a completely what is it's Hey Kyle, the rate Kyle, of you know what? debate.
4: I, go ahead, go ahead, Kyle. Let me ask you this. In a, in, a, in a season where you have, you're not gonna have a preseason. The yeah. one thing that is constant in your offense is your running back. What is easier than turning around and handing the ball to Ezekiel Elliott? He has yeah. something to prove this year. He was, as far as first down rushes, he was pretty last in the NFL on first down, and that had to do with the lack of creativity in offense. Dude, we have all of those weapons now. So if you have to relegate to Amari Cooper, and you have to relegate to CeeDee Lamb. That extra man that you had in the box last year, he's not going to be there. So how is that plan to turn around and hand the ball to 21
0: not the likely plan that's going to get you to the Super Bowl or give you success? Well, I think you all are both right. I think, like Isaiah said, Pollard can take some of that off of him, so it's a long season, right? But I also think there's a better chance of Zeke getting 1,500 yards than having three 1,000-yard receivers. At least that's what I think I a fan. Sh- that's what I think a fan should probably hope for. Because yeah. what it what it means is you got Zeke, like Heck said, salting away games and wearing them down and finishing the game off in the fourth quarter. He didn't get to do that last year. Yeah. I forget how many times it was. Dak threw over 40 times in games. It was like five yeah. or six times. That's mm. way too much. Yeah. You need Dak. You need Dak having about I don't know 28 attempts something like that and be able to pound your running backs and i think if if, if if you're a good football team i think zeke's got a chance to definitely get i think he had 1300 last year i think he'd get to 1500. that's feetball
4: 101.
0: <laughs> yeah oh no no heck, no heck, heck you're up look well that,
1: that's Hey, we're going to go to break and get Kyle back.
5: All
1: right, guys. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a 1,000, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer, where you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses. You can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen.
5: Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time.
1: Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda.
5: A delicious duet. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Talking Cowboys.
2: So, before I get disconnected again, going to go through our sponsorship <laughs> reads that we're supposed to do. Looking for something to change up your dinner routine? Help out local Frisco biz- businesses by choosing one of the Star District restaurants. They're across the street here from the Dallas Cowboys headquarters. For more information on delivery, takeout, curbside pickup, and dine in availability, visit the Star District. Dot com Lots of fantastic options over there, and they've got some fire roasted things over there. We've been fire roasting really since eleven o'clock on uh, our debates back and forth. Whether it be Earl Thomas, is he, is he a legit fit for the Dallas Cowboys? Half of us think so, half of us don't. It, it, it's been a, a fun show to say the least. Heck, my Harrison, Isaiah, Standback, Rob Phillips, I'm Kyle Yeoman's here for talking Cowboys every Tuesday at 11 o'clock. and Guys, uh, we were kind of talking about it in the break a little bit. We're going to talk about expectations here in about four or five minutes before we close out the show. But uh, Isaiah brought up a fantastic point throughout the commercial break about Earl Thomas and some of the other teams that are interested in bringing in Earl Thomas. One of them is in your own state. Mm. The other one's in your own division. You've got the Houston Mm -hmm. Texans and the Philadelphia Eagles who have reportedly shown some interest in potentially signing – earl thomas to a deal and i don't know about you guys but that kind of makes me queasy thinking about earl thomas in an eagles uniform and isaiah i know you talked about it as well rob you even have an example of going back almost a decade of something very similar but isaiah we'll start with you how much do you not want to see earl thomas in an eagles uniform
3: listen up i promise you earl next to my next to my boy i grew up with nate robinson Earl Thomas is the most competitive individual that I have ever known in my life. And Earl, if the Dallas Cowboys don't sign him, if they elect to not sign him, simply just off of eh, I just don't feel like it right now. Earl will make the Cowboys' life a living boop. Oh, okay. No. He he oh, will no. come back and sign with <laughs> Philly just so he can show up twice a year and hit your receivers in their chest as hard as he can. I promise you, that's how competitive his dude is. And every time he goes to train, every time he goes to lift weights and take reps, he is gonna have that doggone helmet on. I don't care <laughs> if it has, uh, <laughs> he is going to be thinking about the opportunity oh. to run across the field and hit hey. your favorite player in the chest. I'm just telling you, hey. I'm telling you, that's, that's what a type on, of dude Isaiah.
4: he is. Isaiah, let me say this to you then. If yeah. he does go to Philly, What Ezekiel Elliott will do, will do what Henry did to him and turn him to a lead blocker on Um, a defensive play. Okay, um, that's what um, I'm telling
3: you. um, Don't, don't, hey. Listen and guess what? They both they both gonna be waking up then because I tell you, he's coming in
1: full throttle. <laughs> he drama. better not. He
3: <laughs> better not go to. Film. That's a, if he goes to spite us
4: just to be petty, then that's on him. But for me, I feel like if he doesn't come to Dallas, the 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 I think the one place that he would land would be in Massachusetts with Billy. You mm-hmm. know, I I, that's the and that's the, know, the, that's the, the place. That no, think about it. Since we since we've opened up the door for Philly, let's talk about what you believe the Patriots would do. They bring in men with the McCarty brothers in lockdown city yes. on the what's, other side. Yeah. And what do you What do you think they're gonna do
0: with that? What's, Come what's, on, man. What's What's that gift of Belichick walking like with with purpose, like through the tunnel? You know, that was that was a popular gift when they said Earl was getting released by Baltimore. Not, maybe. Uh, I don't know about maybe San Francisco. Could they? Have, I don't know what yeah. the reports are. Yeah. San Francisco.
3: I would say, if I had to guess, Houston's a no, because Billy O'Brien, having played for him in New England, his temper and Earl, that's not going to work well together. I can tell you that right now. They would get into it every single day, and that would be as as volatile, apparently, as the Baltimore was. But um, San Francisco, the opportunity to go back and play with his boy, Richard Sherman. Dallas better step up. I'm telling you, you will see him again, whether it's twice a year or whether it's in the playoffs. You're gonna see this dude again if you don't sign him. So please, please, please don't make this mistake. I, I, I'm apparently hearing that McCarthy's kinda eh on it. Alright, he might be put just you know just playing you know politics. Jerry Jones, I know Jerry wants him. I know Jerry wants him. Go ahead and grab grab that pen, Jerry, and go ahead and sign him. You gotta,
4: gotta do the Jerry impersonation, <laughs> Isaiah, <laughs> while we <we're> here. Okay. <laughs> You don't, don't make the
0: mistake. Huh? Oh, no, I'm just saying this thing, this is wild. This reminds me of 2011 after the lockout when, same thing, we, we, everybody just finally got together for practice in the summer. It was coming off the lockout. Free agency was happening at the same time. And Asomwal was a guy the Cowboys were interested in as a free agent. Same with Philly, and he wound up in Philly. And it's like, mm. Isaiah said that. And I'm like, oh, man, this is like deja vu. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Don't let there. it be. Heckman? Yeah, I mean, I'm
4: talking about Philly players right now, and there's something about it's it making me nauseous. I, I just, you know, <laughs> I, you know, Asamoah was a guy that we definitely wanted. Philly paid way too much for him, and we didn't. I mean, I don't think that he would have made a bigger difference on our team dating back. Uh, then it's just a thing. We need to pull the trigger on this guy, period. And looking over, looking at the lead, looking at the other safeties, but just talking about our roster, our depth chart, he adds a dimension to our defense that I don't believe that we have. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's just, it seems like he would be a natural fit. All of the pressure is on Earl. He's the one that has to dispel the myths and the rumors of him being a bad teammate. So this is the place that he wants to be. He's going to be on his best behavior in Dallas.
2: Yeah, he has to be. And I think, I don't know if all the pressure's on Earl. I just think some of the pressure's on Earl in whether or not he's going to come to Dallas. And if he doesn't, then where is that competitive edge going to go for him? But as we're running out of time, I do want to ask this question because we're seeing it in practice, Rob and I, throughout the the entirety of training camp. But It's the install. It's the the preparation for a new coaching staff without a preseason. And it has me a little nervous. But should there be any lowered expectations, potentially a slow start to the season, even with Mike McCarthy potentially not having that that lead in, not having that preseason to really install a system uh, moving forward, Rob?
0: Mike McCarthy said no. He was asked about that (laughs) a couple days ago, and he said, I don't want to hear that crap. In so many words, he mm-hmm. said the expectations are to go win a title. That's what he was hired for, and that's what he said. The expectations are every every team he's ever had. Um, it is a challenge, but it, look, it's a challenge for all 32 teams in the league. And I will say the the number of the vet, veterans they brought in, I think, will help the transition because you bring in guys that have done this for years and years. Uh, Everson Griffin, Poe, I think that helps. You're not relying on as many young guys, and I, I, mm-hmm. I you know, I think. They've got an opportunity to win a lot of football games because I think what they've done on defense Mm -hmm. in particular.
4: ECMA? Yeah, the one thing about retaining Kellen Moore that really gives me confidence about our offense because the terminology is going to be the same. And I believe that he is going to be the voice between Dak and Mike McCarthy as far as bridging uh, that terminology. So it's not a, I have no doubts about that. And I believe that Mike McCarthy uh, has his heart in the right place by saying, look, Kellen, because of what's going on with the season, it would seem like it would be better for you to start things off. He's learning that offense and those terminology as well, and he did express that uh, in his uh, presser also.
3: Uh, The expectation is championship. That's, that's not even. There's no question about it. Uh, there's you had you brought veterans on this team not because you want to build this team for the future. You brought veterans on this team because you want a doggone ring and it's been too long. And you want that. You want that other. <laughs> you're tired of you tired of another organization up in the Northeast having more than you. So that's that's what the the conversation is. Um, the expectation you brought in this amazing coach. You but he hasn't. I don't even know how he has his staff together. But he has a ridiculous uh, staff. You brought in veteran guys to play. You sure up your defense where you were lacking at. You have you added another weapon on offense. You retain the same offensive coordinator so that you have symmetry there, and there's no learning curve. This team is set up to ball out. Go out, sign this dude, another Pro Bowler to add onto your defense, and secure this thing. And let's go play some ball.
2: I love it. I love it and that's the, the the best way to end this version of talking Cowboys as we are out of time and and before we let you go I want to remind you to go get your training camp coverage with the 2020 Dallas Cowboys Star Magazine training camp preview includes a scouting report position battles final roster projections and so much more you can go get your copy for 4.95 today at dallascowboys.com/star boys that was fun how about a little bit of debate all the way through we're going back and forth we're, we're getting heated and this is football season and I'm so excited to to go through a football season with you guys as a crew of Talking Cowboys but for Heckma Harrison for Rob Phillips and the Super Bowl champion Isaiah Stanback I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long for this edition of Talking Cowboys we'll see you next Tuesday